Welcome to HBO Lax. This is Lizzie Pierce. <laughs> you were going to say Max. <laughs> I wasn't going to say Max. I knew exactly what we were doing. <laughs> I put the picture as my background to guide yeah. me. We're doing you the bear. Did. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and this is Catherine Dudas. <laughs> We, we have lots to, of pods. Uh, we have so many podcasts. We're so many podcasts. Podcasts, television, <laughs> film, pop culture experts in the world. Uh, we notably did a hour-long <laughs> rant about Barbie in our last Patreon episode that I think we're going to put in a separate episode because yes, it was about long. It for too long. Um, yes, but, if you yeah, if you want to head on over to our Patreon, we are almost done with Severance, and we also uh, uh, did a little half hour are out of control, and we'll have a separate um, episode about our Barbie thoughts. And I think um, if you completely loved the movie and you don't want to hear any criticism, you don't have to listen to it. But if you listen. had some thoughts, if you have, if you had some thoughts too Just that don't. you feel like other it's people fine. aren't talking about, you can listen. But also, it's all with love. People can like whatever they like. That's great. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yes, and we are recapping The Bear Season 2, Episode 6, Fishes. And this episode, people have been telling me is like the best. Ep- people have been asking me if I've gotten to this episode yet. It's been, I've, this has been on the horizon for me. And oh boy, I mm. get it now. <laughs> it's been... I mean, I thought the last episode was the best episode of the season. The horniest episode, certainly. Absolutely. Um, I've been waiting for this episode because I knew they did a flashback in season one. And I was like, they, they gotta mm. do a flashback. And mm-hmm. and for another reason that's super minor that we'll get to. I was excited oh. about this one. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, it's because Paul's back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the brother. The brother or the... The spouse of Sugar. I love him. Oh, and that's he's been cut out of the season so far. <laughs> I completely forgot about him until he can't, he showed up in this episode. I was like, oh right, Sugar has a right. <laughs> I'm like, and yeah. uh, and doesn't it make so much sense why she chose him? Because he's the opposite of her family, and that's really nice. I think yes. you know what? it explains. It explains. explains so much about so yes. many of these characters. Uh-huh. I it was an hour long. It was double the normal size. It yep. was felt like entirely a movie. in flashback. Two hundred fifty six weeks to open. So four years? Am I crazy? That's four years. Fifty two weeks. Look, there's fifty two weeks. <laughs> so two hundred fifty means five years. Just kidding. Then you're right. It's five. Duh. Because two hundred is four. Wow. Yes, I'm an expert. Um, and I think it's <laughs> yeah, we're experts. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because Carmi hasn't talked to his mom in five years, so maybe this oh. is the exciting incident to like. We I missed that when home. I missed that. I think we learned it earlier. Okay, I amazing. Say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. No, no, no. I'm I'm sure you're right. I'm an expert, I just but I make things up all the yes, time. Yes, it's true. <laughs> We're experts, but sometimes you just don't know which are the expert takes and which are the totally made up takes. That's the fun. Whatever I'm <laughs> saying is expert. That's all you have yes. to know. That's all you got to know, man. You know, <laughs> we haven't been wrong yet. <laughs> uh, 
I watched this episode a couple of days ago and then I just rewatched it. But I was one of the people who texted you like, have you watched it? Yet? Yeah, you were. Yeah. Like... And then our friend, our friend texted our group text yesterday being like, I need a support group for people who've watched episode six. And I was like, don't say anything. Um, yeah, that um, was well, a spoiler. I, well, my mom, well, on my last um, dinner with my parents before I left to go come back to L.A. from Jersey, um, my parents had just watched it and they, and my mom was like, and my dad was like, it was amazing. And my mom was like, it was triggering. <laughs> my it mom was triggering. Is like, yeah, my mom was like, it was a little too, and my dad was like, yeah, but it was so realistic. And my mom was like, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> that's but the um, problem. yeah, she's, fr- and my mom's from, like I said, Very she's from South Side of Chicago. Yeah, it's like very this is so Chicago. So and so funny is my mom is half Italian, half Polish, and so it's like it seems like it, and there was like it's all Italian, and then that guy comes in and he's like Polsky, and my, I'm sure that made my mom be like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, it's uh, all. It's you need my to life. talk to your mom about this episode and then report back with what her thoughts are. Yes, I do. I do have to do that. Um, it was real, guys. I mean, obviously, it was. I mean, it, this is my favorite episode of the whole series, definitely. Um, yeah. This is... Oh, my God! And fucking John Mulaney is in it! I was so happy! I, I had no idea. I had, I had no, no idea, idea any of this stunt casting. I was spoiler-free. We have free. John Mulaney. He is and playing Steven, yes. the boyfriend of Michelle, who is played by uh, fucking Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Paulson. Oh, my God! And then we get... Okay. So the first um, time I watched this, I thought Uncle Lee was the dad, but I guess the dad's not in the picture. I think the dad's not in the picture. Yeah, there was. That was I my was confused. Bad. So it was good no, to no, rewatch no. with that important knowledge. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was what's his face? Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Yes. Incredible. Oh my god! Incredible. Yeah, a stat cast makes sense because and it's then... like they, it's, they had such a successful first season. Oh yeah, and then Jamie Lee Curtis as the mom. Jamie Lee Curtis as the boss. And um, Jillian, Gillian Jacobs oh, from yeah, Community. Oh, yeah, Jacobs as uh, the girlfriend, girlfriend of Richie. Yeah. Uh, so a fucking tiff? stacked tiff. It's a stacked cast, man. This was – and, yeah, makes sense. The first season was so successful that you can get in these big, big, big swing – big swingers uh and i i don't know i was so happy i was happy the casting was amazing sarah paulson so everyone was just incredible and Mm -hmm. so so good in fact that i woke up literally like a half hour ago from a dream um where carmy was i was with carmy and he (laughs) He put put his, he put his, we were like talking and he was asking me questions about my mom. And then he was like, but he was putting his hand on my leg and I was like, are we doing this? And then I woke up. Oh my God. It was a gift. It was a gift. gift It was so like, I had a Carmi dream and I was like, he was like putting his hand on me in a way that I was like, wait, I was like, are we going to, are we going to do this? But we did it. We I was up. in an apocalyptic nightmare in my dream. <gasps> oh, no. Just <laughs> oh, gather no. resources. Yeah. Wait, oh, no. What was it? Was it like the Last of Us apocalyptic? What was the... No. Was your exactly role the storyteller? The is, but my role was <laughs> I'm looking for like medical, some sort of medical equipment for like my group of gathered people in this like apocalyptic oh. time like combing through stuff for resources 
I don't know. Maybe I should That's... stop watching End of the World stuff, but <laughs> I have a lot of No, no, no. That. Oh, interesting. Oh, it's unrelated. Um... <laughs> That's so I, scary. Like, I had a dream I went to hell when I was a child. <gasps> I've never like, been taught hell. Oh, whoa. But I remember it. I like, was killed in a beheading. Oh, no. Oh, my I God, Lizzie. I was like in a swimming pool with the the walls were so tall that you can't get out anyway lizzie that's a night that is the worst thing i've ever heard that for a child that's horrible and you did you weren't taught well i guess hell is a pervasive theme in our culture so maybe you you picked it up somewhere but it's what wow that is horrible being you were beheaded oh that's horrible dying all the time Oh my gosh! Wow, that's yeah. crazy. And and I'm I'm just like a foreplaying with Carmi and. <laughs> I mean, how? What are you thinking about right before you go to sleep? I, I need to switch my night routine. Obviously. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, well, yes, guys. Um, let's let's get into this to this episode because yes. it was incredible. Um. And yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. Oh we my start gosh! With the scene of it's Michael, the deceased brother John Bernthal, mm. and it is Sugar outside smoking, and they're talking about you know you hear yelling inside the door. It's obvious they're on a smoke break from this like family Christmas meal, mm-hmm. and Michael mm-hmm. says, "Stop asking mom if she's okay." It's setting her off. And mm. Sugar's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stop doing it. Like, But mm. she's crazy, right? And he's like, yeah, but stop. <laughs> but stop. And... I, oh, gosh, this as an opening scene was so good. Like, he just starting on her face and like, and then the camera movement is, is handheld and just going back and forth. And so it's like kind of one take a lot of the scene. It's really beautiful. And the, yeah, the hearing the, like in the background, hearing all the yelling and God, it's just so yeah. She's like, you're being Carm, Carmy's being Carmy, and you're being Mikey, and you know, please, uh, you know, they'll handle it. He's basically saying, and then Carmy opens the door, and he's like, I don't know how to deal with these people. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks out, grabs a cigarette. Everyone is just exhausted uh, from yeah, this just really overwhelming. Christmas scene um and then Carmi says to Mikey would it kill you to pick up the phone and he looks at him Mm. and he's like I'm happy you're home so it's like we know the things that we know from Carmi is that he is feeling rejected by his brother he's not feeling from like other episodes like prior to his death just feeling like he doesn't love him or like he doesn't care enough Mm -hmm. about him and so oh my god so seeing the restaurant Yes, and taking it so personally. And oh my gosh, this episode does... I mean, the casting is so good because you you can so see Carmi as the little... Like, Carmi is the little brother. Like, he, he yes. fucking goes... What's it called? Um, Not progressive. Degress. De- just um, regresses. He regresses. Mm. The act, this actor does an amazing job because you can see him regressing back into... Like, I see him as a child, like, in this. You can see the, the, the younger brother... Um, role because like we see him as this hot chef guy in all the other episodes but this you're like oh okay mm-hmm. yeah this is this is your... we see him as this figure who's like holding us as we sleep 
Yes. <laughs> Some of us seem to <laughs> have him deep in her subconscious as a com- comforting person. But yeah, he's he's going through some shit and they, uh, yeah, they say Carmi will take care of mom and Mikey will take care of other things. And so Sugar can like take this because it's like clearly, and we'll get into this, but God, Sugar being the only girl and being automatically put in a caretaker role or just like Sugar is such an interesting and relatable character um, and and is in a dynamic that's very familiar, I think, to to girls or at least oldest girls, Mm -hmm. which is like caretaker immediately like and 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 in all the other episodes she's they call her mom she says sweetheart she calls them all sweetheart she she acts like the mom mm. and and you can kind of see here why is that she's always felt this need to take care of her mom to caretake for her mom and so yeah. was never got the chance to be uh a true child and she's having uh um, and uh yeah has a has a hard time with it. i love just i love I just this was so well done and then she goes our mother of victory and they say at the same time pray for us and guys this, this? was so relatable <laughs> what does this, this mean so um yeah as we know i grew up catholic and i went to a catholic college um Notre Dame, which is a very Catholic university. And um, it's just basically, some, that's something that's just said all the time. It's like, our mother of, blah, 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 pray for us. Our mother, like, there are different saints you can call on. And our mother of victory, it's like, they're talking about Mother Mary, probably Jesus's mom. But this thing of someone saying, our mother of, boom, and everyone saying, pray for us, is a very familiar thing to me. <laughs> and so when they mm. said, I actually re- rewound it, because I'm like, oh, wow, that is like, <laughs> it's just clear, yeah, they grew up in an Italian Catholic uh, a family and it's like uh, in Catholicism their saints are a big thing so it's like you call on different saints for different things like if I if you lose something my mom was always like call on um, Saint Thomas or something I forget what it was um, there's like literally a little prayer you say if you're if you lost something or if you someone's sick you pray to a different saint there's different saints mm. for different things and yeah so our mother of victory I think they're talking about Mother Mary and then yeah this whole pray for us is so familiar to me <laughs> like so was really interesting um and then they go inside and the music starts playing and i'm like it's such a good end to the scene i really love this and going into yeah. this very oh, classic snow scene oh snow scene I, and, and i love a, doing a snow scene oh i love it and it was christmas which was like cute and relatable and they go into this brick house which in chicago brick buildings are brick houses are very very common because of the chicago fire in like the 1800s like when they rebuilt they rebuilt in brick and my mom famously hates brick because she grew up in chicago where everyone was like if your house wasn't made of brick people were like wow you're poor like but but my mom thinks it's like an it's like not that pretty of a look but in chicago it's like you gotta have a house of brick and so seeing this brick house oh i thought it was like a weather thing because oh, like maybe I'm in I'm in Minneapolis right now, and there's mm. so many buildings are made of brick, and I was like, oh, oh it maybe it is a weather thing, like, but they're also like old mills. Yeah. Oh, I don't yes, know, a lot of mills. But my mom, like my mom like hates brick houses. I think it's cute wow, too. too. It's triggering. triggering for her. <laughs> um, and uh, then, we yeah. see Fack and his. I don't know another Fack relative who are wearing completely matching outfits and they are pitching this idea that they oh, are wait. sorry before that we have bob odenkirk holding that thing right the um 
uh, Bob Odenkirk is holding like a pot and he, and it's like, he wants someone to take the pot and, uh, Hmm. he asks John Mulaney (laughs) and then we see John and he's like, no one, he doesn't know John Mulaney's, um, name. And it's really fun. It's this chaotic opening thing. It's Steven. You met me a million times. You met, and we see it's Sarah Paulson. I'm not touching it. And then he gives the pot to sugar because she's a woman and he's like, here, take, take it, take it. And she's like, I don't want this. And, uh, yeah, we we were just introduced to these, these, wow, amazing guest stars and guys i love john mulaney so much i was oh, so happy too. i'm a he's big hilarious. john mulaney fan and he's from chicago too so i thought this was funny but uh he, i really i thought he did such a good job and also just like more solidified my crush on john mulaney which was annoying but um and then we cut to an <laughs> opening i know we cut to an opening um uh credits kind of like a movie where it's all these beautiful shots of the Christmas decorations and we're getting, yeah, all the credits and um, a Christmas song is playing. And yeah, I love this because it really is introducing us to, it's like, okay, this is going to be a different experience than the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yes, and then we go to Fack and his brother in identical sweaters, <laughs> sweater things over their shoulder and trying to get, trying to sell um, Uncle Jimmy on a, a scheme for baseball cards. And they have this amazing scheme. If you give us $500, we could make $1,500 in a couple months. And it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's really we well done. see the mom is donna jamie lee curtis and mm. she is running around the kitchen and you're like oh there's fucking timers going off at every few minutes in this episode but oh it's so God. chaotic yes. and it's like instantly kind of gives this like oh this is why like carmy is like okay in this environment and also was yes, okay working Lizzie. for these like abusive bosses oh Lizzie, i just stuff. got chills i just got chills because i didn't even think about that that's that's so true and beautiful and sad you're right it is sad like it's so sad i don't know it's like oh trying that's to, re- oh it's, that's why he succeeds trying to fix his his core oh, wounds his core um, wound. we see she asks Carm if Stephen is gay, who is <laughs> Michelle's boyfriend, the sister, Sarah Paulson, uh, Cicero, Uncle Jimmy, Cicero, and the mom kiss on the lips. Very yeah, strange. this was interesting. I don't know. This actually, like, I don't know. This made sense to me in a way. I feel like there's, um, I think I've been around families that it's like this, like, I don't know. They just, you, when you know each other for so long, you just kind of... You just kiss on the lips. Kiss on the lips. I don't know. <laughs> mm. But this didn't read not familiar to me, which I thought was interesting. And the seven fishes, the mom... <laughs> <laughs> and, the mo- <laughs> and the mom is don't making this... Don't need to investigate that We too don't far. need to um, unpack it. But um, the mom is making the seven fishes, which is a... Uh, and Carmi's like, why do we do this? She goes, it's tradition. And I also, my family does... They do actually only like five fishes, but my family does this um, the what? night before. 
Yes, this is... Um, oh, I've never even heard of this. This is also familiar to me. This is an Italian thing. And uh, yes, when my mom was growing up in Chicago, like very simple, like, yes, they would do the whole seven fishes thing. But in my house, um, the only people who eat fish are my parents and my brother. Um, so they would like, on Christmas Eve, well, we're all watching It's a Wonderful Life, everyone else, they go and they have like five, they eat like five little fish, like cute little appetizer dishes to be like, we're eating the fish. Um, so yeah, this has always oh. been like... Uh, a thing in my yeah and they just kind of it's like their appetizer and they like eat but it's like you know some scallops or whatever um yeah so this was this was also interesting um yeah this very italian um and tradition like she this mom probably grew up with her own mom doing this um and this is yeah yeah, the generational trauma (laughs) seems very (laughs) very strong and you're like yeah there she's doing this trauma to them she probably had an even worse situation done to her I yes. Uh, um, she and Michael kind of forced Carmi to say I love you after they're like, he only comes home once a year. Um, mm. That kind of like parental guilt thing. Such You're this parental guilt. Um, and it's like even and, sadder yeah. when you know it's like after this, it's like even worse. Oh, it's horrible. And yeah, the fact in his twin or or whatever brother asking where their skateboards are it's just very it's this um it's like everyone the k they do the chaotic the directing and the acting Mm -hmm. everything is just amazing like the chaoticness of it of like these like she probably doesn't they're not real family but they grew up together so it is like this family like and it's like they're kids like where are our skateboards and sugar comes in and she really wants yeah, can to we help. sleep over can we sleep over she's like no sleepovers <laughs> like no sleepovers and it's like it's literally as if they're like 10 and um they get really pissed at Carmi for saying like this is why i don't come back here they really freak out because it's like you just crossed a line like yeah maybe we were crossing lines but you just crossed the line by saying that you don't want to come home because that is really bad that you said that and they're like stopping a pussy just say the words just say the words and they're both bullying him yeah into saying i love you and mm-hmm. this is a this and also they're like both off. addicts yeah. but also like both like think that they're like charming like the mom i feel like donna and michael are like a little bit similar oh yes i think this was like indicating to us that there is this similarity um between them and just this idea of i feel like this in dysfunctional families the only way that keeps it going is the like in a way like guilt is a very important part of a dysfunctional family so it's like <laughs> it, it just is like and so this idea yeah, that like, how do you make no matter what like, i love hang you hang out in the dysfunction yeah exactly it's like no matter what you, you can hate me but you have to say you love me and i thought it's this i feel like when i was younger i would think that's nice and now it's like it's a little you know obviously now that we're all in therapy we're like huh um and uh she's making no one in this building has been to therapy no one in this building. except maybe steven <laughs> maybe i was gonna say yeah maybe john Lee. <laughs> yeah uh we meet richie's ex tiff yes. and she is fully pregnant with the daughter i believe she is wearing... she has a taylor swift i was gonna say <laughs> i think she's wearing a 1989 she's wearing a t-shirt t-shirt which is like oh my god i see myself in this woman 
Uh, this was honestly that's the only Taylor Swift concert I've been to. Oh, I haven't been to one. I would love oh, that. It's Catherine, amazing. We're gonna go. I, I know. We're I, gonna oh, go. Yeah, I have to go. I have to go. Um, this was I loved. I loved this little little detail. We don't even call attention to, but because we already know the daughter likes Taylor Swift because the mom, and now we know it's because the mom loves Taylor yeah. Swift. And my Taylor daughter Swift. will love Taylor Swift. Too. I know. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but and Carmi didn't sick. know. Or, no, yeah, she's sick. We're having a baby. She is not all right. She's throwing up. <laughs> Get her. And then the mom's yelling at Carmi being like, this is just the love language or not love language is just yelling. And get Tiff some food. And, you know, how is Ireland? Oh, Copenhagen. Where's Copenhagen? Like all every trying to have these conversations. Why are you screaming at me like a maniac? Richie's coming in. And she falls. She He tickles her and she falls to the ground. And it's this very funny, kind of cute moment. And I Richie, tickling. I hate tickling too. Richie, like, Richie plays this role in the in the family that I think is very familiar. It's like the person who comes in and tries to smooth things over with like joking and making fun of someone is like a very important, mm. I don't know, role in this dynamic. Um, and Carmi's uh, going to make... Yeah make tiff a spray and they're yeah. kind of like making fun of how carmy's all fancy we yeah. see uh michael and richie then like start screaming at carmy saying we got you like this present basically and their present is that they saw claire and now she's hot oh. as balls <laughs> and that her so glasses stressful. have come off and she's no longer fat and she's like a librarian in a porno and this was my misogynistic moment of the week <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and say this was also my I, most misogyny moment i guess i feel a little bit bad because i'm like oh we kind of objectify some of the people well too, i but, but we but it's uh, not it, it, to me the misogyny is is it in the as much objectifying but it's also the making fun of her what she used to look like too um, mm, and, and comparing yes. and being like, oh, she sucked before, but now she she's lost weight. She was fat and had glasses. Oh, this was so... And also, it, this was this scene was so triggering to me because it's just like, I don't want to believe this is how guys talk to each other. I know, um, but it feels there. like it is. It feels right. And he's like, the love of your life. And Carmi, this is what this scene, like kind of what I was saying, like Carmi's eyes, just he's a little kid in this scene. He is mm-hmm. seven years old. His brother and his best friend are giving him shit. And he's always... And him saying he's like he's like are you fucking with me and they're like why do you think we're fucking with you he's like because you always fuck with me like because i'm not crazy don't gaslight me. it's like they're just gaslighting yeah. him, being like we would never fuck with you it's like that's all you've done since i was literally two years old is fuck with me and that and that feeling of like you don't want to believe anything it's like your guards up because you've been fucked with so much by your older sibling yeah. and this is a once in a million opportunity bro and all this stuff and then steven comes in and he's like oh she was lovely this is a good thing (laughs) so funny she's giving cpr to differently able college kids (laughs) she's a wizard in science they say oh my god and it's oh john the steve just adds this this next level in this scene where he's just yeah um this calm the out kind of outsider Yes. And he's like, ah, yes. And then there's, there, t- and they, they, he's like, don't touch me, don't touch me. I was, and the music scramping up. I was so angry. This was very anxiety inducing. Like, you think, I thought Carby was going to punch him. And then, but it crescendos and it ends with the spoon with Auntie D, with Donna throwing a spoon at Steven. And he's like, did you just throw a spoon? Like, yes, come on. And they're like, you got to chill, you got to chill. No, you can't say that. 
And yeah, he's like, you're breaking my fucking balls. And also now we're realizing like, oh, okay, so Carm has liked Claire for a really long time. And Steve's like, Carm, mm-hmm. this is a good thing. And winks on him. <laughs> so funny. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I've definitely been... <laughs> I remember... I, for some reason, was at a bar where my friend was on a date and, or like she brought her date to this bar and I had been drinking a little bit and I was, (laughs) and I like cornered the date and I was like, you don't know how much this friend means to me. Like, dude, like you better appreciate it. It's like, you think that you're helping the situation and you're really just like a nightmare. And I've been that. Uh, uh, I love you. So, you're such a good I, friend, though. That's so. And sweet. I did it with fucking Sarah and Miles too. I know you did. Like, I was gonna say you also did that. What are your Miles. intentions? Oh, that's so sweet, though. I know we we talked about it on Miles' podcast. That's very sweet. I mean, I um, I once well, I was at a bar with a guy. I saw a guy who I knew from my ex, but I also knew. We, we were there together, actually, Lizzie. This was, we were actually at Zebulon together. And um, I saw this guy, and the way I know him is he broke my friend's heart like four years prior. But we knew each other because he also knew my ex. So we go up to each other and we're talking, I'm like, hey, how, how are you? And I'm drunk and I just go, yeah. I was like, Lizzie, this is whatever his name. I was like, he broke my friend's heart. And his, friend, <gasps> his face just went, what? What? And I was like, yeah, you did. You broke my friend's heart. It's okay. We all break people's heart, but you, you really broke her heart. <laughs> oh my God. He was like, like wait, oh I've God. never been called on my shit before. Exactly. I don't think anyone, and he was like the delight of my lifetime to like, cause I've, cause this is one of my really the good friends. And I've, I've heard her talk about this guy for millions of times. And then mm-hmm. I'm, up, I'm confronted with this opportunity, this once and, and she lives on the outside of the country. Like she won't ever know. And I'm, I'm yeah, presented with this opportunity and I just go, yeah, you broke her heart. She was really, cause she also, I don't think would ever tell him like, she was very like proud. And I think, yeah, I, I finally let him know. Anyway, <laughs> he was horrified. I love this. Call them all out. <laughs> I, out. I just met a friend of met up with a friend of Jake's and she was telling me that she basically got ghosted by someone she had like seen a bunch of times and that she oh, told them off and I was like tell them all off don't let anyone yes. ghost don't let them go quietly don't. into that night yes Just fucking scorch earth them scorch and bad behavior them. ends now ends buck stops here it does anyway it does anyway I <laughs> I agree. Yes, um, it may be more mature to just take the non-response as an answer. But yes. you know what also is an answer? Well, with one of your friends who kind of did this to me, I was immature in that I barely, I was kind of cold to him for two years after. Now it's fine when I see him. I'm like, hi. Yeah. But for like Do two you recommend years that after. <laughs> no, though I will say, <laughs> no, but you know, you, you do what you can. I was like, he would always like say like hi to me and I'm like, don't say hi to me. Or I would just be like, hi. You think you can just say hello to me? <laughs> you could think you say hello to me when you ghost me. Oh, um, but anyway, but you know, who, who, you do whatever you can to make your pettiness heard um, is my advice. <laughs> yeah, make Make, make people feel hurt. uncomfortable. I'm like, why should he feel comfortable after, make, for, after doing that? I'm like, you don't get to feel comfortable with me around anymore. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is what we do. It's fine now. And um, we're going to find someone who is worthy. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a better match. <laughs> uh, better match yeah. Anyway, Richie is comforting his sick girlfriend in the in this weird room upstairs, and I was like, I would, I would be faking an illness as soon as I entered oh, this, this party. 
I would dream. be like, I am. I mean, this is the only quiet scene, really. Like, they it do is. give us these these moments to kind of like breathe mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. all the chaos. So true. And we see this very sweet scene between Richie and Tiff, and you're like, <gasps> and they seem to be like very much in love, doing their little tongue out things, like talking about their baby and you don't really see the problem you start to like maybe see where there's going to be some cracks Mm -hmm. um where richie is just not able to uh be honest yes (laughs) to be uh, honest figure out a job made me so sad this yeah. made me sad. It was this sad. Whole scene. It was sad. This whole every like this whole scene, I was just it was so well done, and I was glued to it the entire time because I feel like I was feeling like it's just just this. <sighs> I recently went through yeah a breakup last year where with someone I had never experienced it before where you are so in love with someone and you have to break up you ha- you can't be with them and I had never I had heard of this happening to people before but for me other relationships just petered out or like what or like you kind of fall out of love or something or like it's just run its course but this feel and then with so with them i was like oh my god it's like they she probably broke it off with him and and she loved him so much but she probably had to because he was mm-hmm. being a dick like he was probably like i mean like she just had to i saw this tiktok of this guy, she was this girl's responding to this guy being like, "Well, women instigate divorces because they like hate men or whatever." And she's like, "Women who instigate divorces like love the man. Like it's because they can't take it anymore. It's like not because they it's like because they've tried everything and they love them so much, but they're not willing to change for them and they're not willing to actually put work in when they're being asked. And so a woman has to leave." It's just like you give them no choice. It's not out of malice, these like idiots. I mean, that is just like an incel comment probably. But Uh yeah, it's like, and this was such a good example of just like, there is such love there. They uh, they love each other and then it doesn't work out. And this happens Uh so much because when people are not willing to step up, usually men, but not all men. Sometimes the women can't step up. Not all men. And sometimes they're gay relationships and the, not sometimes to the be woman that gendered. Sometimes the car into the building. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Oh, this this uh, Donna, sense. we see her in the kitchen. Chaos. She has dropped an artichoke, beautiful looking artichoke thing onto the ground. And Lee is helping clean it up. It was beautiful. Lee offers for her to be a realtor on this building deal mm. he's got coming up. So he's like, I guess trying to help um and michael says you're a mess lee and but lee's kind of giving him shit back and we see this scene between richie and uncle jimmy cicero and he asks him for a job and mm. to be a mentor like he's very good at talking mm. and like he is. stuff but but cicero says maybe and that's how they end it Merry Christmas. Mm. Fuck you. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Very. Ha ha ha. We then see Michelle, Fack, and Neil, the other Fack, uh, smoking weed. Obsessed. And they're, I guess they're in the bathroom. I don't know exactly where they are. But this was my most relatable moment of the week. <laughs> oh, you know I got to jump on that. You know I, I got to jump say. on. That. You know I got to jump on that. This was also my most relatable moment of I was so happy. I was like, yeah, if I'm going to be in any room in this house, it's that room. 
Oh, it made me. Oh, yeah. They're smoking a joint. They're having fun. Uh, they're taking a break from the craziness. Is your sister coming? They're shit talking other people in the family. Yes, they're shit talking people. Sarah Paulson does such a good job, obviously. And she's like, Francie's a fuck face. (laughs) Totally. So it's like all these people that we don't know that they're talking about, which like really makes it just so real. It just feels so real. It feels very real. Um, like when there's, and just such amazing acting. And I wish. God, every I want to like. I wish I could have like been in on set watching how they did the scene, or like how how much of it are they improvising lines or talking over each other? Are they? I'm sure it's like obviously a written script, but then like they're probably given license to just like talk over each other, say extra things. I'm assuming. Mm. Um, and yeah, yeah, they're just you laughing. must love it's, this dialogue. Oh, I love it so much. It really makes me so happy. And it makes me, it really makes me, yeah, it reminds me of plays. It reminds me of, like, why mm, I love. This was, like, a play. It was, like, a play, which is, like, I, it reminds me of, like, why, because when I first wanted to be a writer, I was, like, writing plays when I was, like, 14 or 15. And, like, me this too. was, like, it's, like, yeah, oh, my God. Oh, that's so sweet. We should put on those plays that we made when we were 14. Let's just do I them. put on. I put on my play at my high you school. Did? I had my friends. It was like a one act play about the college admissions process. And I had my <gasps> friends, some of whom were not actors, perform it in our student life center. Oh my gosh. Wait, was it? And then when you saw them performing it, was it like a high you've never experienced before? Because I felt, I remember um, that high of like when you're like, oh my God, someone's saying the words I wrote. <laughs> I don't know. I think I experienced that more when I was working on shows, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, when you did your Good Place episode, that must have been fucking surreal. That was. To to have literally, like, Kristen Bell, like, saying lines you wrote is crazy. Lizzie, that's so insane. Oh, my God. Um, I remember I I wrote this line. So, it actually... I mean, it got farther than I thought it would, but I was like... I had this line of this guy being like, well, my favorite, like they're talking about Emmanuel Kant. And he's like, well, my mm-hmm. favorite Kant is Bethany Frankel. Oh. And it turned into philosopher. But, oh. and then Bethany Frankel like posted something on Twitter in response to it. Like, I'm not worthy after the episode <gasps> came out. And I was just like, I just got goosebumps. What? Lizzie, that was like what? a career I Wait, yes. I didn't know this. That's literally your, that's your, what? That is the, that's crazy that that happened. <laughs> I know. Like, it was a dream come true. She's like one of my favorite true. housewives. Anyway, oh my God. I did experience that. Uh, that's slightly better quality than, uh, than my one act play in high school. I'm, but... Honestly, I'm sure I would have loved your one act play if I was watching it. I'm sh- when I was in, I'm sure I would have been like, yes, I love this. It was like Ugh. three kids and their three parents in like, the waiting room for a college admissions interview. Oh. So it's very much like what we were going through. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love that. Not this Not this dramatic. Not this uh, dramatic. But it's, yeah, it, this, it feels, it very much feels like a play. Like uh, a, uh, what's his name? Um, John Patrick Shanley is a playwright who has these kinds of Italian blow up, like, 
plays mm. scenes. Um, he he wrote also um, that Moonstruck. He wrote the screenplay to Moonstruck. Um, but he is really good plays if anyone wants to read them. But um, is this shot on film? This episode? That's a good question. I don't think so. But I was wrong when I didn't think Succession was m- filmed on film. So I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I think, never know. I was it, just like it looked. It would be know. hard. I mean, it would be. I don't know. Um, I they did. De- they definitely had multiple cameras going um, at the same. But they probably shot. They probably cross shot um, with two cameras. Maybe film. Maybe it was film. It looked beautiful. And yeah, it did look um, beautiful. and then yeah. So we're um, uh, Carmi is being enlisted by Donna to help. Um, uh, Sugar really wants to help. And her mom's really not letting her. But then her mom's like, okay, you have to remember. And her mom's like, how's all these things happening? And we keep getting close-up shots of the of the timers. And it's so stressful. And you have to do this and put this out. And this needs to go in the oven. And there's and food on the so ceiling. There's food, there's on, food the on the timers. Uh, Michelle does this really funny bit where she's like, in New York City, you feel alive. And then you come here and you're dead. And then she goes, do you, think, do you guys think Donna's going to do something crazy? And she's like yeah that's and that was so, so funny oh she's so <laughs> good that's so funny it was perfect um we cut to the the boys the little the tweedledee and tweedledum with uh steven and they're pitching steven uh their <laughs> their scheme and they go do you have access to five hundred dollars and he goes do i have access to five hundred dollars yes i'm a 43 year old man <laughs> 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 I laugh so hard about it. So, and again, I wonder how much of this. I, I'm sure they gave them leeway to just improvise when they wanted to. Like, I'm sure they did. Because mm. so many of these lines felt very John Mulaney. And mm. I, I'm sure, not to like take away from the writing, but I'm sure there were, there were improvised moments. Um, and he, they're like, triple the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could triple your, your money within like six months. And this scene, it's just like the com- the, the the pacing and the rhythm is just on fucking point. And the acting is And just he amazing. says, I'll give you the $500, but you have to update me weekly. And I like oh. seeing you guys every year because you fucking deliver. And this uh. was like, I really liked this because it was like, sometimes you have to like detach emotionally from a situation and just try to see the value, the entertainment value of yes. like what is happening. Lizzie, that's a good point. That is what Steve's, Steven's doing. And that is an enlightened way to deal with this. You have to just, and he can because he's not part of the family, but it's like, yeah, detaching is exactly right. It's the only way you can get through it is see, it be the observer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, this see. is how I used to approach my online dating. I was just like, if anything <laughs> weird happens, it's a good story, you know, collecting all these good stories. Good. That's, I got, I got, I got to think of it like that. I got, that's a good. Oh, that's yeah. Good. That's good. You gotta think of it that way to get through it. (laughs) To get through it. (laughs) Um, Carmi and Mikey, uh, Carmi goes to get saltines because his mom keeps yelling him to get saltines for Tiff. And Carmi's basically asking Mikey, like, why, like, I wanted to help out with the beef. And he's like, it's not, he's like, this is not for you. Mikey's being like, I don't, this isn't, this place is no good for you, Carmi. It's like, I don't want, basically, I don't want you working with me because you're better than this. And then Carmi goes, don't talk, don't do this Claire stuff like you actually give a fuck. And Mikey taking this Mm. moment, we have this beautiful shot, this two shot, but it's like slow dolly in to both of them. So it's like, we're not getting any close-ups. 
And we're not getting any close-ups on a scene that we would very much normally get a close-up of because it's like you could tell Mikey's having a – this is a turning point for Mikey in this episode is when Carmi mm-hmm. says this to Mikey because Mikey is all of a sudden like, wait, what? You you think I don't give a fuck? Like, and you could tell it's like Mikey's never – that's never been occurred to him. Like, of course I give a yeah. fuck. And that really hurts. And, and the fact that we don't even get a close-up of this is so interesting. I think a really cool choice. And he's like, I give the biggest I love fuck. it. You just see this, like, sliver of them in the pantry. Yes. yes. It, it makes it feel, like, so real. It does. It makes um. it feel so real. And he's like – He's like, I got you. And Carmi, it really means a lot that Mikey said that, that he does give a fuck. And Carmi, it's like what Carmi has been wanting to hear. And he's like, I got you a present. And he's like, can I get you something? And then he leaves. And then we see Mikey alone taking this in. And he is not having an easy time taking that in. And it's like he's reckoning with the fact that, oh, my God, like I must have been acting in a way that my younger sibling thinks I don't like them. And I think that's yeah. really hard for him. And then he brings him um, a gift, and and then he's like, and then he's like, why don't you give me like three things about Copenhagen, man? And it's, and it's sweet to like be like, just give me. It's such a man thing. Just like give me some information. You like, just tell me something. And he was like, it's the most beautiful place in the world that I've ever seen. Um, he lives on a. He sleeps on a boat, and he feeds an invisible cat. <laughs> We, uh, it's brought back the cat is always invisible i love this thing about like give me the details because like carmy is like clearly so shy in this yeah. whole like he kind of fades into the background in this episode yeah and you're just seeing like what he is dealing with um my friend who says like she says she always asks her husband like how his day was and he's always like fine and so she's come up with this like limerick poem that she does to him. <gasps> she's like Tell me about your day. No detail too small. I want to hear the big, or I want to hear it all, or something like that. Like, (gasps) no detail too small. Um, as just like a way to like, yeah. No, don't cry. No, that's so sweet. I had an ex who we're still friends. Like we're we're still on good terms. Um, but we that was something that was always really humble brag i'm like i know i'm like i actually have an ex i'm okay with um and uh, (laughs) (laughs) and he um that was really frustrating for me that he would never want to tell me about his day because he'd be like i just don't want to relive it i'm like but but i just want to know what you had for lunch please please i'm like my love language is knowing what you had for lunch i'm like and he just did not understand that at all um but uh, but yeah, this was oh, that's so sweet. And yeah, he he gets and it he out of him, him, and it's like drawing of the bear restaurant, which I think is on the wall um, in the restaurant. And he says like we could do this, and Michael says, "Let it rip," which is you know the thing he the says. only thing he says in the Ev- death note. Oh God, everything then, it hurts so much knowing that it, every time I was I was I reminded know. like random points throughout this episode. I was like, oh my God, he's he's he passes oh my god and then yeah. carmy's face when mikey was really liking it like carmy's expression of like okay yeah he likes it he likes it my, my older brother's accepting me like god it fucking ruined me and carmy's happy and you know that it's end up gonna end up not being good because they're carmy's like happy and they're like okay when's the shoe gonna drop Carmi and gets it's pulled away and michael starts crying he starts crying and he slaps himself in the face. This was, this was 
haunting. This this yeah. moment was haunting. Yeah. This was and like really Carmi didn't because Carmi has said he didn't know his brother was using right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is confusing to me because I'm like. At some point, Lee calls him out for being in, like, a drug haze. I was thinking that, too. I was thinking that, too. I was wondering, um, I was wondering about that. But maybe he just, like, didn't know the extent of it? I think maybe he just didn't know the extent. I think maybe, I think it's probably an extent thing. Um, because, yeah, I, that, that crossed my mind. And, God, it's just so, to see this moment from Mikey of, I could just, you could just feel the pain in him. Like the way you could just feel, it's like, oh my gosh, this yeah. man is overwhelmed with pain. And, and, and you can kind of see him beating himself up. Like you can kind of see him. Slaps himself. He literally, I mean, you literally, you see him literally slap, like beating himself up, but you can see this like. You ever slap and it, and it makes you love. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's just this like. To, to see that it really affects him. To see that he's not this cold older brother that we kind of... It feels like Carmi kind of painted him out like, oh, my brother didn't like me, but brother... And, but, like, really seeing, like, no, it's clear your brother, like, has a great capacity and a great love for you, but he is unable to express it and unable to hold up um, to... to, to um, to be there for you like but it doesn't mean he doesn't want to yeah. and that's a really devastating thing i feel like that's super clear like it carmy interprets yeah. it as like he didn't let me work at his restaurant it's like no he clearly like says it here like yeah you're better than this that's why yes. you don't work there yes and it's like all carmy wants um, is approval from his cool older brother and you really seeing all the dynamics in this episode you're like okay this you can see why carmy is how he is and you can see why um he worships he worshiped mikey because it's like this cool older brother that's really funny everyone is laughing at and like or like at least mm-hmm. in the beginning before the shit and it's just like everything that Carmi isn't is Mikey and it's like he doesn't feel good enough and oh god sibling stuff man sibling stuff is just so complicated and really beautiful and hard oh okay we uh we see the big group shot they're talking about bears does Berzato mean bear so I think I think well, to me, okay, yeah, Bizarro, Bizarro is their last name, and I thought they just called them Bear for short. I don't know if it actually means, but maybe it does. Should we look that up? Also, wait, oh. before that scene, we had a scene of, of the two guys um, dancing to Dominic the Donkey, twerking to Dominic the Donkey, remember that? The um, oh, Fack and know. his brother. It was so What's funny. Dominic the like, Donkey? It's Dominic the Donkey. Jink-a-dee-jink. Do you not? Is this this is like a popular no. Christmas song? Is this not? What? I've literally <laughs> wait, never heard this before. Wait, really? <laughs> I've, I've listened to that's, a lot of Christmas music. Wait, that's Nat funny. King Cole. Oh my god! Wait, that's really funny. No, this is. I, don't, I thought this was a. Yeah, they're like dancing the Dominic the Donkey, I did and like they're the like. Dance. It was really funny. Um, anyway, I like that it was just like that was just the point of that was the scene. It was just them dancing. It was very funny. Um, and yeah, so yeah, we cut to. Um, Michelle talking about a story about this woman. Uh, I, I was this was hard to follow. Like what? What she the wants actual to beat story up was? Some woman. She yeah. wants to beat up some woman. Steve's calling her out on it, which is really funny. And he's like, "Wait, sorry." And it's like nice that he challenges her. So he's like, "Wait, so you wanted to fight this woman?" Like he's like he's pushing yeah. up against it, which was really really good. 
He's like, maybe uh, you the asshole. We see Richie notice Mikey leaving, and Mikey has like a loose cigarette in his mouth, and he's draped the shawl over his head, and you're mm. like, that's not a good. That's just that's your drug doing or buying outfit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, ugh, we see this heartbreaking scene between Donna and Sugar in the kitchen where Donna eventually asks Natalie to get her dad's gun and shoot her because no one will miss her. It, it, it it's so, it, it, yeah, the, unpre- Jamie Lucas does such a good job good good job of the unpredictability mm-hmm. and the and the victim the victimhood that yes someone like this goes to um someone who's experiencing these like huge who is so emotionally dysregulated this mother and then to yeah. this i feel like is a very common um uh dysfunctional thing that sometimes i think care like parents will do or other people will be like fine and no one cares yeah. about me like take and then not knowing it, how to deal with those emotions of like mm-hmm. missing your kids and they have mm-hmm. their own lives yes and to see sugar's reaction to this of like no 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 god this 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 Ugh. this was rough this yeah. was rough because it's pleasing, just... the people pleasing and it's so sad because it's like she doesn't her mom doesn't even like see her or notice her exactly like parents when parents do this it's like they don't understand or they're really underestimating that like all your child wants to do is make you happy like all that your child when you do something like this your child becomes five years old again and they go please mommy i love you like it's oh my god that makes me cry like it's just it's so it this was a fucking heartbreaking and it really made me feel so bad for sugar and made me feel bad about saying her acting wasn't good um <laughs> yeah i did feel a little bad about that but not bad she did enough really... to change my mind <laughs> yeah she did do really good in this episode and just like really um it just makes me really really feel sad for this character uh and then um we see yeah. lee starts screaming at michael for repeating this story and says like oh drop a God. business plan instead Oh my and I don't God. know how he's exactly related. He's called Uncle Lee. I Obviously, don't know either, but what a dad. dick. Yeah, he's not the dad. Uh, Horrible. Uh, Just an instigator. Like, who is this guy? Like, clearly has his own issues. And it's really horrible. Like, this guy fucking sucks. And is being like yeah, such a Debbie it's also Downer. Like, kind of relatable at like an extended family gathering. <laughs> right. I don't know. Not. Jake's extended family. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sweet. This is the opposite of this situation. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I have seen some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, uh, yeah. When people just get so fed up. Just, yeah. So he's he's pushing Mikey's buttons. Mm-hmm. We finally see Sweet Petey finally <laughs> arrive in this season. Everyone has been clamoring for more PD. <laughs> By everyone, I mean only me. But he shows up right when everything is already so escalated and he has an eighth fish. Oh and Sugar's like, that's going to set her off. And she throws it out the door into Wait, the snow. Carby 
this whole thing made me laugh a lot when this actually did this made me laugh when Carmi when everyone's freaking out that he's the fish and then Carmi finds out Carmi's face looks at him like he just killed someone like the level of drama I mean you know this is classic comedy taking something that's a seems seemingly as a low stakes thing like bringing a tuna casserole yeah. and making it like the highest stakes thing ever is classic comedy but it this really really made me laugh when Carmi was so whenever got so mad and then yeah she throws and the music is escalating well, and yeah it didn't out. make me laugh because I was like, Pete wants to be friends with Carmi and Carmi is like getting bullied by Aww. Richie and Mikey. And I feel like Carmi just passes that You're on right. to Pete. He's like, oh, I have status over this one person. Oh, that's sad. You're I don't right. know. That's Maybe sad. I thought team Petey. <laughs> You're too Pete sympathetic. Pete, Pete pathetic. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but Brilliant. Uh, no, no, thank you. And, well, yeah, I I think you're right. I didn't think of it like that, but you're right. It's um, I just maybe it's I'm like overthinking. No, I think this. there is that similar of like Carmi. I think everyone's just like at everyone is so is so at the level of like okay, we've been abused by Donna for about like two hours now, and it's like if mm-hmm. we if there's one more thing that's gonna set Donna off, like well, I'll, let's throw it the fuck out. Like any, let's try to make her anything that's going to fucking. <laughs> but then it's like it's seven fishes. That would make us assholes, right? Eight fishes. <laughs> Like, that would make us uh, assholes. That would make us, wouldn't that make us assholes? Like it's like what are you talking about? You're like this is not a big deal. Like, you guys could just put it in the fridge or something. Like yeah, it's, so, it's just so overreacting. Give it to a neighbor. But uh, it just shows how crazy s- Donna is. Yeah, yeah. We that, that, then yeah. finally sit down to this dinner, and oh, sweet Tiff. Sweet Tiff gets in the mix. She's got her homemade Sprite, and she says, oh, yeah. Uncle Jimmy, thank you so much for giving that job to Richie. You are a godsend. Oh. And he's like, oh, yes, of course I give you the job. And he's like, yeah. whatever. Um, Wait, sorry. Is this before or after Michelle and Carmi's scene? Michelle and Carmi have like a scene together, I think, right before they sit down. Where um, oh. uh, Michelle is basically saying to Carmi, like, please come stay with me in New York. Like, I don't want you to get stuck. Like, you could see this. And this, I, and Carmi is not really accepting the help or, and she kind of knows that. And she's, she's really, um, it's, this is, this is pretty relatable of, I feel like I've been in situations where you just want to help your sibling and like, they're not, mm-hmm. or wait, they are sibling, Yeah. Like, and they're not. And you, you, it's just like desperate. And she's like, I'll hold you to it. It's like, please, like, I'll do anything to like, I see this and I want to fix it. Yeah, but you're she's rejecting trying to like the protect help. the baby. Yes. And it's, does he move to New ex- York? I think he do- doesn't. I think, I thought he, I think he does. I could be wrong. I think he does. I don't remember. Oh, wait, sorry. Um, I forgot to say my cringiest moment uh, already passed, but my cringiest moment mm-hmm. was when Bob Odenkirk said, you've already told the story before. Like when, when that, when they were telling oh. the story, everyone was happy. Oh, I, 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 my whole body tensed up like, oh, cringe. I hate, I hate this. I don't want this scene to happen anymore. Um, that was my cringiest <laughs> moment of the, of the episode. Um, um, but yes, um, we, Carmi does not accept Michelle's help or she's seeing that he's not totally. Um, yeah. And, Tiff, and then yeah, Tiff is t- uh, talking to Uncle Jimmy. Thank you so much. 
and he told me you, he, I, gave, I, I gave him a job. Like, yeah, he told me you gave him a job. And it's like, he's lying. And then it's very sweet that Uncle Jimmy's like, well, you got a job. Like, he, it was, he, he threw Richie a solid and was like, okay, I'll save you from this fucking situation you put yourself in. Mm-hmm. Which, I thought was, which I thought was nice. Ugh. Then we get this scene, which was mm. hard to watch. Uh, Donna is melting down in the kitchen mm-hmm. with Carmi. She's been giving him instructions for various timers and things. And it's like, oh, it's scene. Um, this scene is hard. She, she says, nobody gives a explodes. shit about me. Yeah. And um, she says, I've made this beautiful meal. I've been up since 4 a.m. making it. And no one makes beautiful things for me. Oh, my God. And when she says and this, this Carmi's like, oh, this was really—I don't know. It's like the really there's something so that hits so hard here about mm-hmm. just like motherhood mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. and this woman is so destructive and doesn't. And there's just nothing is, is pushing worse. Carmi away and pushing uh, Carmi away, and you can see it in Carmi's face, like when she says that, like no one does anything for me. You could see how hurt, like I could feel what he was feeling, like that feeling of, of oh my god, the most important person in my life since I was a baby, because it's like it is your mom, like your mom who takes care of you, like she is, even though she drives me crazy, it's like someone like. It's like her saying no one makes beautiful things for me is her saying to him, you don't do anything for me. You don't make beautiful things for me. And him just having to take that and have to like ingest it and just know that it's just so it's like this intense guilt. And you just and like this, he keeps saying, like, we love you. You know, we love you. It's like, that's not true. Like, we love you. And when your parent doesn't acknowledge you're saying that, it's just so painful. It's just really painful to be the child in that situation. Um, because it's like, all you want is for your parent to be happy. And it's like, you think, you think it's the opposite where it's like, parents are like, all I want is my child to be happy. It's like, no, but like as a kid, like all you want, it's like goes both ways. It it really does. It's like, I seeing your parent in pain is really fucking hard. Um, and you see him do this. I mean, the actor does this brilliant, this is a brilliant scene. And he just, you can see him dealing with this. And she's like, she's like, why are you treating me like a child? Do we have a problem? She's like, yeah, do we have a problem? Carmen Anthony Rosado. She calls him Mikey first. She does call him Mikey first, And then she's like, no, I know your name. Carmen says the whole thing. And then she hugs him. And meanwhile, things are not better in the dining room. Mm. Mikey and Lee have started fighting. And Mikey is throwing fork, or going to throw fork at Lee... And then we get, they force Stevie to give this toast and he tries to give this like kind of heartwarming toast amidst this chaos of like, you mm. made all these fishes and they represent like love of family. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, you've accepted me into your family. Like he d- he does a good job for like. He does. Being put on the spot. The chaotic and, situation. And not wanting, and probably has never said grace before. And he was like, it was really sweet. And it's very funny where he was, and he was like, is Mikey still holding the fork? <laughs> it's just a very, Yeah. He, he delivered that line <laughs> really well. And is he still holding the fork? And like making a joke and calling it out. And yeah, every time Mikey goes to like t- pick up the fork and everyone going, no, 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 no. Like, God, this was stressful and really well done. And so that, stressful. And, and, and just Lee 
And then um, Lee being the biggest asshole to him, just being horrible. And part of me is like you're annoyed. You're nothing. You're nothing. You're nothing. You're nothing. You're nothing. And why does no one kick Lee out? Like, I'm like annoyed that no one's protecting Mikey. Like, fucking kick this asshole out or like make him stop. He's the one instigating this. Like, of course, Mikey's throwing forks. <sighs> I thought he was going to throw a knife at a point. I was really nervous. I mean, not of course. I thought the but fork like, was going to go into someone. Like, I did too. I, like, it was so dangerous. The the music and the tension was just, yeah. Um, yeah, this was really intense. And fucking Sugar goes, are you okay, mom? <sighs> and that's the last straw. Donna smashes the plate. She has a huge blow up. Mikey throws a fork at Lee, and then suddenly, in amidst this chaos and screaming, Donna drives a car through the living room, and then they're all like, hey, are you okay, trying to get her out of the car, and we see both Carmi and Sugar are just staring, sitting there staring, dissociating. Yeah. Carmi just looks at like a fork in one of the cannolis, mm-hmm. and and you're just M- like, Mikey's screaming, oh. and Mikey's the only one of them like, and he's trying to get her out. He's like, ma, 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 trying to get her out, and like, he he's saying it over and over again, and yeah, and then cutting to Carmi and Sugar, and we end on Sugar. We end on this long. We start with Sugar, and we end with Sugar at this episode of just this, yeah, disassociating freeze response kind of of just this mm-hmm. exhaustion of it's just too much and i thought it was so brilliant to start with being like hey it's just good writing like start the episode with the problem being like hey stop asking mom if she's okay and then of yeah. course the thing and then like it's like in the horror it's like in a horror movie where you're like don't go in there and like when the second she says hey mom are you okay everyone around the table goes fuck no you said it why did you say it sugar and again and, and the mom and yells then, like you know how much i fucking hate when you ask yes. that and then it's like there's a part i'm sure every like we said before i'm like sure everyone is being like, why did you say that, Sugar? And it's like victim blaming, even though it's like, it's not her. It's like asking if someone's okay is like totally an, not an offensive thing to do, but because they know that her response will be, it's like, it's blaming Sugar. It's like blaming someone else mm-hmm. for the abuser's behavior. And, but it and makes like sense. all the other people are probably like contributing more to her blow up. And this is just the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yes, but it's like blamed on sugar and sh- and like I also it's like I totally related to that feeling of being like fuck like I shouldn't have said that like that feeling of being like and now it's my fault like I totally there is this I, I, yeah th- this felt this was I totally know these this feeling of you think you're saying something innocuous or you think or you really do have good intentions but it ends up causing something and then people are mad at you and you're like oh no I did it but I was just it's just like a she's she was she was just reverting back to her childhood and it's just like she cannot physically stop herself from being like are you okay are you okay and it's not sugar being like mom you're drunk like she's just like it's just so sweet no it's trying it's trying to show love it's trying to show love yeah it's trying to show love and um and she's also like well if you guys handle it she says in the beginning like you just won't say anything and they're like yeah and there's something she can't let it go she's like it's like an attempt to fix it it's like no mom's obviously acting crazy Mm -hmm. something needs to be said like we can't just pretend this isn't happening and cicero the uncle like 
at multiple points during the huge fight is like, there's other people at the table here. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because it's just like when you're so mad, you don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing, I mean, this last blow up scene was, I mean, just fat, like the tension, the way, God, I wish I could have been, again, I wish, I wish I could have directed this scene. It would have been so cool and fun to direct this scene and like the tension. Honestly, acting in the scene would have been really fun because it's like you really are feeling it all. And, uh, it just was so well done and the the chaos of it and also the walking on eggshells part of it was just so and yeah was oh my gosh i thought mm-hmm. her driving into the and the, oh yeah but well lee and lee and um him start f- actually like really fighting and getting into when they're they're like they're and i thought that was going to be the big thing was the mikey and and lee like getting to a fist mm-hmm. fight and then and then the episode goes nope there's one more thing and there's one more heightened and she's gonna and she's and it makes sense because it has to be a, the mom it makes sense in this episode that the the mom has to to do something like really heightened in this at the yeah end. yeah it makes sense and that um, it's not gonna be the gun thing it's actually just like another cry for help Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, another cry for she she drove the car into the fucking house what 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 also why is that not the story they're always talking about i know i know i'm like they probably like trump wait so is the mom is still alive right and do we know if the mom's alive i thought for a second i'm like is this how she dies i, I was confused um i uh, don't remember but i yeah I'm assuming um, she's still alive. Okay. I don't know. But then I was like, wait, did she also kill herself? I don't know. I was, yeah. God, guys. This what an episode, an episode, though. Oh, this was a an episode. This was so well done, so well written, so well acted, so well directed. Honestly, no notes. I have no notes. Yeah, it was perfect. And it was like, perfect. It gives you so much insight into the characters that are still left. Yes, it I'm gives so happy you insight about that. into just like I don't know. It was so good. It was. It perfect. was so good. And, Richie, I'm so glad we know this about And it's also like the Richie. type of story you can see them retelling, but like taking the trauma out of it, being like, "How funny was it, Mom drove <gasps> car." You're so right, Lizzie. That is classic. Telling the story but taking the trauma out. Wow. That happens yeah, all the like, time. Like, Pete brought that eighth fish. I could see them. Yeah. Doing yeah. That. I'm really glad to see the side of Richie that we saw with Tiff. Like, I think that's going to be really informative yeah. the rest of the episode, the season. Um, and Sugar, I feel so much more. I feel so much more sympathy and empathy for Sugar. <laughs> and and now that she's pregnant and, like, she's thinking all about, like, how she's going to – she's I'm sure she's thinking all the time, like, how do I not be like my mother? And it's, like, obviously she's yeah. not like her mother, but it's always that fe- – like, honestly, like, Richie and Tiff had in their conversation, they talked about that. They're like, well, at least we're not like our parents. Like, she's like – and he and he's like, I'm at yeah. least here. Like, I'm doing better than my dad. I'm staying, you know, and this, like, trying to break um, generational trauma and curses mm-hmm. is, um, is big. God. Yeah. I'm so excited for the rest of the season now. This Me was too. just like it's amazing. Such a good episode. It really was. Um and yeah. like what episode is it? Number six? Are and there ten? Ten? I think there's ten. So I don't know. I think we're gonna I think some of this some of this the family trauma is obviously still still gonna come up. 
And I guess yes, maybe in this like blow up with Sid. Um, I, I yes, I absolutely. love the Taylor Swift through line. Obviously, oh my gosh, what if she makes an appearance? What if she does a guest star on the last episode? Wouldn't that be amazing? I will shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> she should. Why not? Why not? Doesn't she want to act? I she's feel got she wants time. Dance. She's got time. Yeah, she's got time. <laughs> Oh my gosh, well guys, thank you so much for um, being here. Um, If you want more content, it's on the Patreon. You want to hear our Barbie thoughts. Um, And we will be back next week for episode seven. And we are putting together a poll for our next show on the Patreon if you are one of our Yes. Okay. Subscribers, okay. please vote. I'm gonna do that, that tomorrow. Okay. Um, yeah. That will be tomorrow or today. Maybe today. Um. Great. Maybe when this comes out, the poll will already be up, and yes. you should vote and let us know what book you want us to do next. What book? What book should we read next? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> um. And yes, chef. Trauma. Wait, Love did you me. consider this oh. a Christmas party? Oh, this a Christmas party? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. Carmi's been to a party. <gasps> Boom. <laughs> Boom. We got you, Carmi. We fucking got, got you. He's been to this party. He's been to that children's party. For yes. Carmi's been to parties. Carmi's been to lots party. of parties. Come You're on. a party animal. <laughs> 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 <laughs>